In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with my co-host, Jack. Jack, it's just me and you today. How are you? I'm good. And um, despite us having some awesome guests, this is always the show I have the most fun on. Um, it's always last minute. Um, we never know quite what's going to happen. But uh, it's the only time I really get to sit down with you and we have a proper good chat. So, uh, no, I always look forward to these shows every Sunday. And as always, I've done absolutely zero prep for this show. So, Jack... If you want to fire away, ask to answer some questions. So um, last week we had our um, locks on offense. So um, and sort of who's there. So we're grading it this way. 99% chance you'll make the roster as a lock. 66% chance you'll make the roster as confident. 33% chance you'll make the roster as on the bubble. And 1% chance is cut because, hey, who knows? Anything can happen from someone gets a, a leg break, someone gets arrested to someone that you guarantee he's definitely not going to make it, suddenly comes on because of injuries. And so they're the four we went with and we made sure there was no 50% because we didn't want anyone sitting on the fence when we did this. So we did the offense last week. Um, obviously, we've both got one wrong there because Zeitler we had downs a lot, but that's changed. But um, we're going to start the defense for this week. So um, we're going to start with the defensive ends first. That's the room we're going to start with. Um, by the way, mate, what was Corbett last week? Corbett last week, um, it was a log. Okay, cool. So yeah. there's no difference. Well, we, we were confident, 100% he was making the roster. So this is just making the roster. It's not the 53, and it's what we think the Browns will do. This isn't what me and Paul think we would do as ourselves. This is what we think John Dorsey and the Browns will do. So starting at the defensive end room, Vernon, Locke, Garrett, Locke, Smith, confident, Ogba, confident, Thomas, bubble, Zettel, Bubble, I'm going with now. Now that trade's happened, I'm on Bubble. Um, Avery, Locke, Jones, Cut, Free Agency, Davis, Cut. Yeah, I think I agree with everything there. Interesting to think, though, is Smith safe? It's... I, it's I had... Yeah, last week I had Ogbra as a lock for one more year um, just to run out this final year of his contract. And now I'm less... I'm, I'm now confident, so um, it wouldn't surprise me if I ever went, and I've downgraded Zettel as well, because I felt it, I was confident he'd make the roster, I'm now on the bubble with him. And uh, mate, no Trey Flowers, mate. It's sad times, but uh, I'm past that, mate. I've, I've had to spend two days in mourning, so uh, I'm wearing black for a reason. <laughs> Defensive tackle, Ogan Joby, Locke, Price, Cut, Lawrence, Cut, Ukiel, Cut and Coley, he's been tendered. I'm just putting him on the bubble. Only bubble? He's got to be confident. No, I don't think he is. I, th I think they'll bring in three new um, defensive tackles around Ogan Joby. So you're going to go with three DTs. I think that's what we need. I'm not going to argue that. But do you actually think the Browns are going to bring three in? Yeah, it might not be um, 
might not all be draft, all free agent. I think it'll be a mix of the two. Might be, say, two in um, the draft and one in free agency. But no, I think they will um, completely make over that room. You don't think Bryce is safe because he's a bargain, cheap player? No, I don't. Um, I think they'll go get someone else. It might be some basement free agent that ends up coming in as that rotational one-tech alongside Ogan Joby. But um, no, it's just uh, you just need some fat man. And I don't think Price is the guy. But to be fair, no one knows what Wilkes wants from that spot because, um, hey, we haven't seen him here. All right, great. Secondary? Uh, so linebackers, you've got Kirksey, Locke, Schobert, Locke. And then Woodson Luster cut, Hines cut, and free agency Ray Ray Armstrong cut. Sounds very bleak. Sounds like we need two or three players there at least as well. Yeah, most teams will carry um, six linebackers. So maybe if you put Avery into the linebacker rotation, that's three new linebackers we need. Um, obviously not starting level, but just some more people. Mate, um, are you just being like, are they not big superstar names I'm cutting them? Can you see any of these fringe players actually staying? Um, not with those three. I think the Browns upgrade them. For me, your fifth and sixth linebackers are just special teams aces. And I look down that list and none of them wants wow me for special team input. So I think they move on. But at the same time, I wouldn't be shocked if they kept them. So three DTs we potentially need and three linebackers. We could, we could be taking some depth in the free agency. Yeah, definitely. And some of them might be cases of um, their UDFAs that come in and they just go, look, we're not going to judge anyone. Who's coming in and providing the best in um, training camp? Who's going to be those um, UDFA names? So I would say um, definitely them linebackers. You could easily see a couple of names that neither of us even think make the roster coming out of um, the draft. And then they end up doing it because they're just solid special teamers, which is really hard to judge um, unless you're there at training. All right, excellent. So cornerbacks next, TJ Carey. I'm going to say confident. Ward, Locke, Mitchell, Locke, Wilson, cut, Pip, Pipkins, cut. Um, Tavares Thomas, I'm putting on the bubble, even though I'd love to keep him. Jackson, cut. Lampkin, cut. Um, EJ Gaines, cut. Philip Gaines, I'm going to say bubble because I never know if they're bringing back. I think he did a solid job. And Burris cut. EJ, EJ Gaines cut, eh? Yeah, he's a free agent. I just don't think they're bringing him back. If they'd have brought him back, they'd have probably made the move already. Surely they're going to bring him back to the roster. Well, he's, he's, he's not contracted, so he's hitting the free agent market um, in a couple of days, and um, we'll see. Could you see him taking a pay cut to come back to the Browns? No, I don't, I don't, I don't think Dorsey is bringing back. Um, I just, I, th I think they, they move on. Unfortunately, concussions, and it can happen to any player. Um, he, he might be out of the league now, unfortunately. He's talented though, mate. He's talented, but at the same time, if you can't stay healthy, the team's not going to tie up a roster spot in you. So, um, no, I, th I think it might be one of them where... He takes six months out and maybe a whole year out and then comes back um, because players' health is an important thing. All right. Safeties? Safeties. Um, Randall, lock. Peppers, lock. Kindred on the bubble. Um, Sanko um, will obviously be here on the practice squad because of his uh, Brit designation. So it's technically a cut for this. Whitehead, cut. 
um, be on body Calhoun. I'm going to say, I want to say cut because he didn't get a tender, but I might say bubble just because they might try bring him back once he knows what his mark is. Isn't that a whitehead, the guy they tendered today? So, yeah, they tendered him um, a couple of days ago, but at the same time, um, I d- just because a guy gets a tender and like um, Trayvon Coley got a tender, it doesn't mean he's going to make it. Um, and I did say re- a couple of weeks ago, I think BBC got the tender, but then doesn't guarantee to make it out of camp. So just because you keep them around because you want to see what, if they're going to make your 90, doesn't mean you make the 53. All right. And then um, special teams, Colquitt and Hewlett, Locks and Joseph, I've got on the bubble. Only on the bubble? Only on the bubble. I, I think it might be free agency um, that they go and address the kicker position. Personally, I wouldn't. I'm happy to bring in some UDFAs. But, um, yeah, I think they do something. you got to remember last year, mate, we came close in lots of games and lost it with kicks. So, we've got the cap space. Why not fr- um, front load a uh, kicker for one million? Because there was loads of kickers last year that were fantastic kickers and paid lots of money. The the Currently, the highest earning kicker in the NFL is a guy that's getting cut in um, Cody Parkey. So, um, just money doesn't guarantee you a good kicker. They're, they're up and down and half is a mental game. There's a something to do your next article on. Are kickers worth the money? I'm never writing an article on kickers. Sorry, Paul. But uh, I will talk about an article I wrote this week. So um, my article's dropped this week, and I'll give you the address. It's thenorthcoastsports.com, and it's a website run by Jack McCurry, who we had on here two, three weeks ago, I think it was. So it's at jmccurrycle for Cleveland. Um, so go check the article out. Go check um, his Twitter account out. I'll just give you an overview here. But um, I'd encourage you to read it because there's lots of detail and um, research that I've put into it. So looking ahead to what the um, Baker Mayfield and Miles Garrett contracts might be. So I thought a fair benchmark to compare them to is Khalil Mack and Aaron Rodgers because they're elite players. And I think they truly do have the potential to be elite players in Miles Garrett and Baker Mayfield. So there's no reason they're going to take less money than that. So that's 27.2% of the NFL salary cap over a four-year window, which is an incredibly high amount of money. Um, So I decided to look at what some other teams are paying. And playoff teams in the last four years have spent 18.6% of their salary cap on just two players. Um, So we're talking nearly 10% more than that tied up in just those two players. So that is a massive amount of money. Our friends over at Five Yard Rush um, did a piece of research recently and found most playoff teams last season spent less than 24% of their NFL salary cap on four players. So while most teams are spending on four players, we're talking about spending that on our top two earning players. So it's an insane amount of money. Um, And uh, I lay out three different options in it. Let's go all in, just spend it all now. Doesn't matter what happens. And if we go bad in four years' time, save the salary cap rollover and then use that money to extend them. Or um, potentially the other option I float is trading Miles Garrett, getting two first round picks back. Because if someone gave me a choice this year and said, Look, you can have Miles Garrett 
on a Khalil Mack style deal, or you can have Trey Flowers and two picks in the 20s in this upcoming NFL draft. I'm taking Trey Flowers and them two first round picks um, because I trust Dorsey in that draft. He will get them two players that are going to perform to that level. And I'd be shocked if there's any fans out there that would go, I would rather have um, Miles Garrett on the same deal Khalil Mack has than I'm, I want Trey Flowers and I'll have two first round picks in the 20s in this draft. Which one of those two would you take? Oh, it's a good question, Jack. I always go with the strategy of you can only have a certain amount of players on the field at the same time. So it's all right having a huge squad, but you need your best players on the pitch all at once. So I'll probably still go Miles Garrett, mate. Here's a crazy stat for you. According to PFF, who just measure production of players, Miles Garrett was the 12th best edge defender last season. Trey Flowers was the sixth. And I'm not saying that makes him a better player. We're just talking production there. Um, as a pair of players, I'm taking Miles Garrett all day long. But if you give me two first-round picks and Trey Flowers, that is the direction I'm going to go. But no, so th there's a lot of research goes into the article. There's loads of interesting stuff in there. So go and read it, guys. Don't get distracted with the headline. I've had a bit of fun with the headline. Um, so uh, don't let that worry you. Read it. It's 50% of people have loved it. 50% um, of people think I'm mad and they read two words in the entire article and then refuse to read it. And then when I ask them if they read it, they come back and say, yeah, I'm, I'm going with option one. But there's a lot of good stuff in that. So after shouting at me, blowing up my mentions for five or six rants, they read it and then realize it's a really good piece. So a lot of research. I've enjoyed writing it and uh, it's great to hear so much fantastic response. How many death threats have you had? I haven't had any death threats, but I've had lots and lots of angry people calling me mad, stupid, idiot, um, loads of them. But uh, the thing is, if you want to be a good team, you cannot keep all your good players. And if anyone's out there saying, well, we've got enough cap to re-sign everyone. If you've got enough cap to re-sign all your players, then your players aren't very good. Um, because that's what the NFL salary cap's there to do. So, um, no, tr the only reason Trey Flowers is hitting the open market this year is because New England isn't going to pay him the money that will blow their cap. So, good teams let good players go. And if that's th what the Browns are doing, that's a good thing. Don't be scared of this stuff. Think of it as a good thing. All right, mate. Well, look, I just worried about your health, mate. You know, putting these articles up, you know, you're pressure your heart pressure the stress the anger from all these browns fans i'm going to check the followers actually we may have lost a few listeners since you've done that article my followers actually went up so uh i, I was i was shocked um i was trying to play a game of um rummy cub um with my mum on friday and I, the phone just kept going and it was like right i've got to take a 15 minute break so i'd answer all the questions that kept blowing up my mentions and then we'd play a, another hand of rummy cub and then i'd do it again um now, there's one more other thing that I want to um, just drop in here, and this one's going to be really quickly. Um, when we're talking about draft, as we're about to go into that season, coming up now, straight after free agency, I just want to explain my logic of when someone says a first-round pick. What, what do I see when someone says a first-round pick? So when anyone's talking about a first- to third-round pick, when I think about that player, I'm not thinking about a four-, five-year deal. I think about an eight-year deal. And the reason for that is because if they're good, you want to re-sign them. So I'm not just thinking really short term. I'm thinking, right, 
if this player's good, what's it going to cost to re-sign them? Can we afford that? What can we do? Like if you sign, if you drafted three first-round wide receivers and they all became as good as say, let's just say OBJ, who's been in the news recently, then you physically cannot pay all three of them players the market rate. So it's about working out and balancing it up right. So first to third round picks, I look at an eight-year projection. Fourth to fifth round picks, I'm just looking at four years. I don't expect them to ever do anything more than maybe play their rookie deal and then they hit free agency and someone else can re-sign them. You might re-sign them as squad depth, but you don't expect them to make that uh, second contract with the team. And sixth and seventh round picks, zero to one year. I don't even expect them, some of them to make it out of camp. And that's not a bad thing. If you pick someone and it turns out you get about a UDFA because the value between a sixth round pick and an undrafted free agent is nothing, um, then no issue. You're never going to hear me judging a GM for uh, cutting a sixth or seventh round pick. Um, I might say you should have taken that player rather than that player, but I'm never going to moan if one gets cut. So I just wanted to give you sort of an insight into what I think when a, we draft a player. And if I go, that's too expensive. I'm not just talking about that first contract. I'm already looking forward to a second contract. And clever teams are doing that. They draft a year in advance, but they're working out if they can afford to keep that person long term. All right, mate. Well, look, hopefully we don't get any negative comments on this podcast, mate. Oh, no. I, I, I think lots of people have enjoyed it. Um, as someone that said... Uh, you're nuts um I, I love the podcast but you're nuts and um i can't remember who that was in the mentions but he did say he loved the article um he just didn't agree with uh, my little conclusion at the end and there's only a very small piece of the article that's actually opinion based the rest is all facts and evidence i must admit jack i did get three separate dms all saying jack is nuts <laughs> well those people need they, they they probably didn't read it I bet they read the headline and got scared off and uh, jumped in your DMs instead. But uh, no, hopefully you just encourage them to go read it and uh, I'm sure they'll enjoy it. Excellent. Well, when you make the video, I'll watch it, okay? Video? Yeah, you need to do a video video article on it. I'm not doing a video article. I've gone from doing podcasts to writing. That's enough for the time being. Give me another year before I add another feather to the cap. All right, cool. And what else have you got on this week, mate? Uh, not too much this week. It's just it's 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 all about free agency now. So um, Monday through to um, Saturday, um, we've got one special guest on, which I'll let you explain in a second. The rest of it, we have cleared the schedule. There is nothing planned because we don't know who the Browns are going to sign. We don't know who anyone else is going to sign. We're going to. There might be some different timings from when we drop the podcast because anything could happen so we're going to be bringing you shows every single day this week filmed as close to when we can drop them as possible um and the reason for that is because we're not just going to chat about who the browns sign we're going to look at our divisional rivals look at what they do and as well we're going to look what other teams do so if another team signs a player that we're really interested in so ronald darby for instance is a player that i'm interested in we're going to chat about should the browns have made that deal so we're going to chat about lots of different things and uh I'm really excited. It's going to be an interesting week. It is fascinating. My phone just bleep, 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 bleep. Ian Rappaport all day announcing new deals. So uh, I'm excited. This is, uh, this is one of my favourite weeks of the year. Excellent. Well, we've got uh, Nathan Zagura on this week, which would be great. Cracking work, got, buddy. 
we've got the the Browns backers winning club of the year coming on. Ooh. And we've got a lot of me and you every single day talking free agent. Love it. I love it. Anything could happen. I'm really excited. We might even get a uh, random appearance. If, if the Bucks make a big splash, we might get Adam on to chat about it because uh, he's excited about this week too. Awesome. All right, buddy. Pleasure speaking with you. Anything else you want to cover? I think that's it for now. But uh, no, thank you so much for your support, guys. Another brilliant week. Um, I'm really enjoying it at the moment. It's going so well. And uh, thank you. Thank you all for checking it out. And uh, thanks for uh, having me along for the ride. Here we go, Jack. Here's your tough question. What has been your favorite show of the week? We've had a lot of good guests on. We've actually had a lot of great guests on. This one for me is, is Kevin Cole. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it. It had me on the edge of my seat. I, I, he's one of them guests that if, if he turned around and said, I'm, can I come on every week? I would have him on every week. He's launched a new podcast as well. And the name of the podcast is What Would Sashi Do? So go check him out. He, he's, uh, he's done the deal. He's got uh, Evan Silver on the first show. And uh, it's was, it was a really interesting discussion. What's been your show of the week, Paul? Even Even though... Ben was ill at the time. He was causing a Twitter whirlwind with talking about the Zeitler-Beckham deal. And then he came on the show within two or three minutes. That was awesome. Yeah, no, it's crazy. We've been really lucky this week because we had him booked in and it was just like, oh, (laughs) this literally drops minutes before you're coming on. So uh, jump on. And uh, no. Couldn't have timed that up better. Yeah, some of my highlights of the week was uh, um, wishing Zeitler happy birthday and uh, making sure he doesn't eat any cakes. He's got a long season ahead of him. And by lunchtime, he's a Giants player. So that was a good one. Yeah, and we found out that uh, Rich Eisen had uh, showed your 40-yard dash to um, Daniel Jeremiah. So, uh, hey. You might be an undrafted free agent, but uh, at least it, someone in the NFL is watching your combine. Well, there we go. And mate, just some just some interesting uh, polls this week I've run. Seventy-seven percent of our listeners are happy with the Zeitler uh, trade. That's interesting. Um, who do you want the Browns to take most in the free agent on defense? Linebacker Hicks and Mosley. 50%. Flowers and Houston was only 24%, mate. Mm. Uh, obviously, we asked that before the um, free agency move because obviously we're not going to jump into the uh, DM market now. Uh, do you want OJ Beckham if it's going to cost you a first round draft pick and a couple of Browns players? 55% said yes, 45% no. That, that's good. It's it a lot closer than I thought it'd be. I was worried that you're going to get that about 80% yes. So, uh, no, I like that. Good on you guys. And this is the toughest one of the week. Do you think Duke Johnson is having a social media clear up? Will we see him a Browns player again? 48% said yes, it's all smoke. And 52% think he's off. It's interesting. I still think we'll get Nelson Aguilar. From the um, Eagles, I think that it's just it's it's too obvious a trade. 
Um, I don't agree with the trade, but I just think it's so obvious that it's just got to happen. So uh, keep an eye on that one, guys. Um, Benjamin Solak wrote from the Draft Network, wrote a brilliant article about uh, Nelson Aguilar um, on Friday. So uh, check that one out. Awesome. All right, guys, look, thank you very much for listening. Once again, we've had awesome numbers. Uh, thank you very much for your support on the YouTube, the vlogging. Thank you for all the support with uh, Jack's article. And uh, yeah, anything that we can keep doing, we're going to keep doing it. I think for next month, I've got to design another set of T-shirts. Jack's got his T-shirts. I'm going to design some T-shirts. And uh, we're going to work on a, a UK NFL live meetup. So two big projects that we're going to be getting on in March and April. Fantastic stuff, Paul. If anyone's got any questions from once you've read the article, just jump into my mentions, send me any questions, send me your views on whether you go option one, two or three. Might be a cheeky poll for Paul to run tomorrow. Um, But um, no, it's it's exciting times. Thank you for your support and welcome to the danger.